Hey, Goal Achievers, welcome to the Elite Achievement Community. I'm Kristen Burke, your host and coach here to demystify the goal achievement process. If you are ambitious and visionary, then let's get to work so you can maximize your potential and achieve your definition of success. Hey, Goal Achievers, welcome back to Elite Achievement. Developing relationships and establishing a network are critical to success in business. When I launched my business, I leaned on my network for support and set up intentional networking conversations to brainstorm potential coaching clients. The introductions I received led to clients that I still get to serve today. I even met today's guest, Carrie Murray, through an introduction and networking conversation. Carrie is a speaker, host of the Get Carried Away podcast, and an expert on networking and creating a community. Carrie founded Bra Network, which stands for Business Relationships Alliance. Bra is a network of powerful female entrepreneurs devoted to advancing women-owned businesses. I am eager for Carrie to share more about building a meaningful network. Welcome, Carrie. Oh, thank you so much for that lovely introduction. It's like when you hear it, you're like, is she talking about me? Oh, that is me. <laughs> it's nice it to is, be here. <laughs> it's always wonderful to hear someone else introduce you. You're like, oh, I've done some pretty awesome things, haven't I? Yeah, yeah like this is exciting. <laughs> and we're talking about one of my favorite topics, me and networking. So <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Carrie, tell us more about Bra Network and the work that you're doing. Absolutely. Um, So Bra, like you said, stands for Business Relationship Alliance. I founded it in 2015. Uh, with just six friends uh, at a dinner party. We were all entrepreneurs kind of complaining about the lack of networking spaces that really existed that were female-focused, that talked about what we were dealing with, whether it be a solopreneur or trying to balance motherhood um, and entrepreneurship. And every networking event I had been to were all these old white men, and they were like, hey, what's your name? Where's your card? And, you know, it was very salesy. And I I was like, can we just get a nice cocktail and a good cheese board? Like, where are these networking spaces? So, you know, that was me, my friend who was a photographer, there was an architect, there was an interior designer, and there was an event coordinator. And we all started talking about it and networking with each other. The photographer worked with the interior designer, the event coordinator worked with the architect. And then they were just like, can we have another one of those dinner parties? But can I bring my friend who's an accountant? Can I bring my friend who's a hairstylist? Um, And then it grew from there and then it kept growing. And then at one point I had 25 women in my backyard and I thought, I think I need a website. I think I found something here. Um, And I really wanted us to create a space where women didn't look at each other as competition, but as collaborators. And here we were hiring each other, working together, kind of keeping the money flowing between us. And it just happened very naturally, very organically. And I hate to overuse the word organic, but it was really exciting. And at that time in my life, the school I had created was ending. And I was like, what am I going to do next? I had two small children. I think I'm going to build a community. So now here I am six years later, and I have a network of over 500 women across the country. And I can technically say I'm global because I have two members in Norway. (laughs) 
I appreciate how you shared, you started gathering women and you got to the point where you had 25 women in your backyard and then you built a website. I I hear a lot of women think, I have to have my website perfectly built before I can start something. And I'm thinking, oh boy, yes, those are all important. The marketing, the branding, the web, we need all of that. However, it's really that action that is going to need to come before the website. A hundred percent. I always feel like you have to sell it and then make it. Um, So like sell the thing and then make the thing. I didn't want to create a website or my social media or any marketing language until I knew what problem I was solving. You know, what what did they need? What did the people of the community need? I didn't want to make assumptions like, well, they're going to need this and they're going to need this and they're going to... No, I had to do a lot of market research. Also, what are other networking groups doing like a BNI or a chamber of commerce? How are they doing it? And how can I do it better? Again, with martinis and a cheese board. You mentioned earlier, Carrie, that you wanted to create a space where women can look at each other to collaborate versus looking at one another as competition. How do you think we move from a space of competition to collaboration? It's a really, really great question. I think how we were raised is there wasn't enough room for everybody. And we were kind of ingrained by a patriarchal society saying, well, there's only two people in your law school class that are women, or there's only eight people that can be in this community of networking groups that are in law or in engineering. And so I was like, nah, I don't believe so. Um, And I think because of that, we become competitive. We're immediately like, well, If you're a photographer and I'm a photographer, how can we be in the same networking group? We're going to try to be getting the same business. So the way I flipped it was I brought all the people in the same industry, photographers, jewelry makers, accessory designers, brand specialists. And I was like, let's be very clear on what we're selling and what we're charging, because I feel like that's where the competition comes in, right? So if you're a wedding photographer and you're only charging $1,500, and then there's a wedding photographer who's charging eight grand, why is that? Why aren't we holding each other up and up-leveling our pay, but also our worth? Um, So having that kind of uncomfortable conversation, and honestly, it usually comes down to the fact that they don't think they're worthy of making Mm. the $8,000 wedding, um, or they have imposter syndrome, um, their perfectionism gets in their way. And so they don't make the leap to be like, actually, I am working. A wedding is eight hours of work and you're getting $1,500? Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, So any photographers on here, um, please do not charge $1,500 for an eight-hour wedding. So that's where the conversation kind of began. And also combining companion brands, like a photographer knowing an event coordinator. They should be best friends because they're always going to find ways to collaborate. If I'm an event designer or if I'm a florist, and I'm with my client, they're going to say, well, do you know any photographers? We all do that, right? Because we trust the person we're already working with and a referral is magic. It is like the best payday. And most of the community that makes up Brock has come from referrals. Um, so I think that's why if I demonstrate and modeled collaboration with companion brands, then you can model collaboration with people who are doing the exact same thing you're doing. And believe me, there's so much business out there. There's plenty of business for everyone. If I leave with any advice, it's that. There's millions of people out there. And also tastes and flavors. Maybe one wedding photographer is really into moody lighting and very avant-garde where one is very bright. There's different tastes, different flavors, plenty of business for all of us. 
Absolutely. I heard you say it was really important to gather like women entrepreneurs in a group so they could seek to understand and learn what one another is doing and who they're serving and what they're charging, and then ultimately raise one another up. I want to talk more about companion brands because I agree, referrals are magic. I'm in a service-based business. A lot of the clients that I coach are in service-based businesses and referrals make such a world of difference. How do you start to identify some potential companion brands and how do you establish those relationships? Well, I think the quick down and dirty way is Instagram. So who is someone you're following that's, and who are they following? For me, I follow other networking groups. So I'm like, well, who else is following them? Okay, well, here's somebody I, I might be interested in. So for me, because I'm also service-based, most of my members are B2B, a great companion brand for a network would be an event space, any kind of catering company, any kind of um, speakers, keynote speakers, any kind of programming courses, anything like that. So I can keep bringing in value into my network. But if you are a branding expert, your best friend should be a photographer. Your best friend should be a videographer, a website designer. So then when you do all your branding and your messaging with your client, you can say, here's a list of people that do fantastic websites or do great photography. Um, I feel like it's the one domino. You hire one person, then you get the referral to the next person and the next person, the next person, the next person. I started first really diving deep into companion brands and finding best friends that do what I do or a little bit differently from Instagram. It's a great quick way to be like, yep, I like you, I like you, and I want to see what you're doing. Um, and it's a great way to cut eliminate all the noise. Like when you're on LinkedIn and you get all those automatic requests, hi, can I book a call with you? Like, girl, we just connected. I don't want to book a call with you. I think it's overly salesy and aggressive. And again, I don't like that. Here's my card kind of mentality. I think we should build relationships first. So if someone identifies someone they want to build a relationship with on Instagram, do you recommend send a message? Do you start following and then send a message? What's yeah. your process? I, I, well, I first engage with their content. Like, let me see what mm, they posted. Okay. Let me check out some of their highlights. Um, I'll comment on things and I'll see if they are then maybe commenting back or if they're now following me back. Um, I might send a DM if I see something timely, like, hey, I have an event coming. I think you would an interesting speaker at or, hey, I love the event you were at. We were there too. The other thing I do before like any big you know, conference, and now that we're back to conferences, and I did this virtually too, is I would get the list of speakers and the panelists and I would send them all messages on LinkedIn and say, hey, I'm going to the same summit you're going. I'm looking forward to your panel. We probably won't get time to connect because you know how crazy conferences is. But I just wanted to say, I'm looking forward to what you're saying. Every time I've done that, if I'm in person or even virtual, I'll see them and I'll be like, send them a little message. Hey, it's me. Every single time they responded, thank you so much for reaching out to me. How did my speech go? You kind of build that relationship because I think, honestly, you have to be genuinely curious. And I really am. I'm really like, tell me more about what made you go into speaking for diversity and inclusion. What made you want to do law or be an accountant? Like, I'm, I'm really curious. Um, and you have to be. If not, it, it kind of comes off a little bit fake. Well, you said at the start of our recording, one of your favorite topics is me and the other one, yes. network. So everyone loves to talk about themselves. And a lot of people don't give that space. They're not asking those questions. Tell me more about this. And how did you get into this? And being genuine, that's the key word there, genuinely curious can really help develop those relationships. 
Absolutely. It's kind of like you're planting seeds. I don't Mm -hmm. expect to connect with someone on Instagram and they become a member in the next minute. Now I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to, I'm poking around. Let me plant this seed and maybe I'll nurture it and maybe it'll grow into a membership. Maybe it'll grow into a collaboration. Who knows? But Mm -hmm. to me, it's part of marketing is just being curious. I think that's a great analogy to planting seeds and then letting go of the expectation of a quick result right away. And we're not sure where it's going to go. Could it be a podcast guest? Could it be a a client? We don't know where it's going to go. Let's talk about what women need to thrive in business. In your opinion, what are some of the skill sets or characteristics women need to thrive in business? Yeah, I think the first one that should be said um, is to lose the hustle mentality. Um, you know, recently Kim Kardashian posted a video of her saying you have to get up every day and work hard and work late and work long hours. And I feel like that is really dangerous language because um, we actually really need to slow down um, and get rid of this idea that we have to go, 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 because it really is at the detriment of our health and our well-being. And if you don't take care of yourself, um, you're never going to be able to take care of your business. So I feel like that is number one. We really have to get out of using that language. I'm a hustler. I'm hustling. I got it. No, you're strategizing. You're putting systems in place. If it takes you longer than a day, then it takes you longer. Give yourself grace. Learn. Take opportunities to learn. Um, So that would be number one, is definitely eliminating that hustlement. I I really cringe when I see that. Um, The other thing is, is I think we also need to stop dropping the language of girl boss. I'm a girl boss. Um, I'm a fempreneur. And and just say, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a boss. (laughs) I have a business. I don't think we need to have the caveat in front of it anymore. It was kind of cheeky and trendy back in, you know, the Me Too movement. But it's time to just say, I'm a boss, I run a business, and um, I charge this much. I mean, was there ever a time when men were saying, I'm a boy boss? <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> there wasn't. So they just said, I'm the boss. So I think those two things, get rid of hustle mm-hmm. mentality, and we have to stop putting our gender and how we identify before what we do. Girl boss, women, preneur, like, stop. You're, you're a boss. Just own it. <laughs> I'll be honest, I struggle with the hustle mentality. A lot of the professional development I had, it, it came from an industry where it very much celebrated the hustle yeah. mentality. And so I brought a lot of that into my business. And Carrie, I'm starting to slowly unlearn. I don't need to celebrate if I've got the most amount of meetings on my calendar and I'm going back to back to back <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to find space and to slow down. And it's not easy though. I know for me, a lot of fear starts to pop up and like, if I don't hustle, I'm not going to be successful. So how do we work through some of the fear that could keep us stuck in that hustle mentality? You find a community like the Bra Network to remind you. (laughs) Um, You really do because we can, we isolate ourselves, right? Especially Mm -hmm. if we're a team of one. When you get that first VA or when you get that first partner or um, independent contractor, you actually thrive. Like even if you've just booked a photo shoot and you're with another entrepreneur and you're like, oh, this is great to be in the same space with somebody. So I really feel it's finding 
community. I mean, there was a time when we were all knitting quilts, you know, back in the 1900s. And then there was like, we're all gathering berries together way back in the day. We did it as a group. We have this group mentality. Um, And I think we still need to cultivate that as entrepreneurs who are working alone, whether it's being on a co-working space virtually. That's why when you see these like the Riveter and the Wing and all of these pop-up co-working spaces, it's geared towards women. It's mostly because we need a space to just even be next to each other and and kind of like parallel work. We may not know what you're doing and I don't know what you're doing, but I know we're together. So that's what I think we need to kind of wash ourselves of this go, go, go mentality. It's just going to burn you out. And then you're going to get angry and then you're going to get depressed and you're going to want to chuck the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to run my business anymore. Let me go do something else, which might not yeah. be what you, you really want. Right. You want to run your business, not your business run you. Mm, tell us more about that. How do you get to a space where you run your business versus your business running you? Really, it has to do with productivity and discipline, setting boundaries. For example, I know that after about three o'clock, I'm pretty much done. I'm a former teacher. And so my work was ingrained in me from like eight to three. After three, I'd sit on the couch, grade some papers, have a snack. But so for me, I know that that's my work time. So if in that time I can't get interrupted by social media, I can't find myself being distracted, I really try to keep myself structured with boundaries and just really, really focus on my time. Um, I don't need to talk to everybody. Um, And I think that comes from clarity on what you're selling and that's in your marketing. If people are always constantly saying, let's book a call and you're selling something for like $300, $500, and that means your marketing's not clear. Uh, that means your website isn't clear. Like if you maybe have a high ticket sale item, like an $8,000 wedding, you're going to have to book a call. <laughs> you know, like You're going to have to get on the phone. But once you're on the phone, it's really your job to lose. I mean, there's a reason why they booked the call with you. They're already warm. Um, but if you're selling a beautiful $25 pair of earrings, you don't have a conversation about it. People just buy it. Setting boundaries, I think, is number one for sure. Um, honoring your time. And the, the next level would be putting your systems in place so mm-hmm. things are automated. Um, so it's not you answering every single email. It's not you constantly refreshing you know, your planally. It's scheduled. It's their systems and automation. That will take so much off your plate. Um, when things are working while you're sleeping, you wake up, oh, I sold all these earrings. It's great. <laughs> you know, for me and my business, being able to start to grow the team, you mentioned women can thrive when they bring on that VA. And oh, yeah. I, I really saw that happen in my own business. And especially at the end of 2021, I brought on a second VA and now I'm able to serve clients in a different way and take on different type of client projects. And so I think when you can get to a place where you're able to delegate, that can yeah. help you run your business. don't you think your focus changed? Because now you're like, oh, I have to supervise these people. They're looking to me as a leader. So you kind of go, I'm fancy now. <laughs> <laughs> I have people looking to me. <laughs> yes. And that's one of the things, Carrie, that I know I talk to a lot of my clients about because they don't always know how to best lead their team members when they bring them on to the sure. team. So do you have any insight or experience in that leadership role? 
I think you have to think about it like you're dating. You know, um, you don't on the very first date, tell me all about you and I want to know and da-da-da-da-da. You want to slowly kind of get to know someone and see like, are we going to be compatible um, in a work, you know, relationship? And if you've never been in a leadership role, if you've never been supervisor, then it's going to be tricky. There's going to be some growing pains there, but be very transparent with your VA, your first assistant about their expectations and keep it collaborative. Ask for feedback. Ask, is this something you struggle with? Is this something you excel at? And really take inventory of their skills, your skills, and hopefully they work together. I know when my first business, one of the biggest mistakes, regrets I have is my partner had the exact same strengths and weaknesses as I did. Mm. So I needed someone who didn't have that. I needed someone who was stronger in the things I were weak in and weaker in the things I was strong in because we were great at building curriculum and, you know, finding teachers and motivating students, but we had no idea how to do payroll. (laughs) We're like, (laughs) what is this? (laughs) So highly recommend finding your first VA to have different strengths than you do. Yes, absolutely. And and I think your VA can help with boundaries as well. I know I've experienced that. I have VA that's helping with calendaring and I no longer have to make any emotional decisions. My VA can do that on my behalf. And it's, it's really helped with boundaries in my own business. Same thing. Game changer for me too. And I'm just like, no, I'm not going to not go to that Pilates class. Do not book anything during that time. I'm going. Um, as opposed to being like, if it was me, I'd be like, well, maybe I can schedule that call or maybe I could just move Pilates to the next day where the VA is like, no, she's not available four to five. We've talked a little bit about the role a community can play in helping women achieve success as an entrepreneur, how we've done a lot of things historically in a community and it helps us lose that hustle mentality. What are some of the other benefits of having a community to turn to as you're growing a business? Are you enjoying this episode and feeling encouraged to take the next step towards maximizing your potential? Don't let that energy pass you by. Goal achievers consistently take action to achieve great success. Grab your free breakout plan right now at kristenburke.com to begin your journey today. I think it's for when you're struggling um, and you can be vulnerable. You have a safe place to be like, I don't know what I'm doing, or I've I've decided to leave this and now I'm going to do this. (laughs) But it's that feeling accepted and vulnerable where we can't really do that necessarily with our spouse um, or with our mom or with maybe our group of friends who aren't entrepreneurs. If you ever have a I'm sure all of us have, if we're the one entrepreneur in our group and we're talking to a group of friends and they're all professionals, they don't get it. What do you mean? You don't know, you're not making the exact same thing every week and every month. Well, no, I might have this many clients in May and I might have this many in June. That mentality is very, very hard. So I think a community can create a safe place for when you're vulnerable and when you have to ask the uncomfortable questions because we get it. We've all been there. Absolutely. And I, I think it's important you brought up how that community isn't necessarily your spouse or your partner. Uh, my my husband is incredibly supportive, but he has told me, I do not want to talk about business all the time. I'm yes. like, what do you mean? I feel like this should be our dinner conversation yes. every night. I want to talk about growing my business. And I'm, I'm learning that I need other outlets to talk about business. Let's talk about networking. What are some of the mistakes you have seen people make when they're networking? Not following up is probably the biggest one. Um, Maybe you get an email or say you meet someone at our next event, Cocktails and Conversation. 
there's cocktails, but the big part of it is the conversation part. Maybe you exchange business cards, maybe you start to follow each other on Instagram and then you ghost them. You mm. never hear from them again. And then maybe months later, you see them at another event and you're like, oh yeah, I went to email you. So I think that's the number one biggest mistake is ghosting people or forgetting or not responding to an email. And if you forget who they are, sometimes when I get a business card or I start to follow someone, I make a note in my phone. It's like, oh, I met Amber at this event on this day. Amber had the great blue shoes on or something like that. Um, If people are shy and introverted, you got to have a networking buddy. So if you can bring someone with you, and bra, we call them bosom buddies because it's very punny, someone to go into a new space by your side, you're like wing woman, then I think that also kind of brings the introverts out a little bit and get a little bit more comfortable because you're both kind of like, I don't know, what's this like? Uh, But I think the biggest thing is ghosting for sure, Mm -hmm. not following through. So let's say you make that big mistake, you meet someone, you forget to follow up. Uh, Do you think you just own it? The next yeah. time you see the person? Absolutely. Say, like, girl, I didn't even email you back. I'm sorry. You know? And we've all done it. I've done it. <laughs> I've gone to a networking thing or conference and I was like, oh yeah, I never emailed her. There she is. And I just own it and say, can I buy you a cup of coffee? And we can finish that conversation. And never has anybody been like, no, you can never talk to me again. <laughs> We're entrepreneurs. We're part of our gig is networking. I mean, it's part Mm -hmm. of it. So yeah, it's all right if you forget somebody, but you know, just own it. I think that's super important to unpack because I know a lot of times uh, we'll build stories in our mind and, oh, I can't possibly, and I'm so embarrassed and they'll never think the same way of me. And that's such a great example that you shared. Just own it, buy a cup of coffee, be honest, have the conversation. And most people are going to be a-okay. Do you have any additional advice for women who want to take their businesses to the next level? Are there things, Carrie, that you've done that have helped you have exponential growth? Well, hiring that first team member was huge, but also realizing you can't do it all. I really don't believe in solopreneurship. I mean, I didn't install the Wi-Fi and I need it for my business. I knew I wasn't going to learn WordPress, so I hired someone to do WordPress so I could focus and stay in my zone of genius. And that's doing this, podcasts, speaking, just talking to groups, teaching. Me building a website is not a good use of my time, nor do I have that skill set. <laughs> so I think trying to do it all is, is back to that hustle mentality. It's back mm-hmm. to that you know burnout. So getting a great group of, if it's just an independent contractor who does your website, your email funding, your marketing, your first VA, but I think a good coach and mentor is very, very important. We grow up in schools and we always look to the teacher as like the expert and everything. But when we become adults, we're kind of like, I got it all. I just don't believe that. And there are so many coaches with different mentalities and modalities. If you need more woo, if you need more just the facts, ma'am, they're everywhere. So finding a good coach, hiring your team member, and farming out things, trying not to do it all yourself. I know it's hard because money's tight, but you'll find the money when you need it. Every time I've made strategic investments in my business, I've been able to grow and get to another level and take on different projects. And so I think you have to understand your business financials and then invest accordingly, but it absolutely can come back to you. View it as an investment. You know, it's a huge investment because if we don't invest, we're not going to grow. How can you grow? Mm -hmm. You're going to keep on that same hamster wheel, charging the same thing, doing this 
same offer and over and over again. You need time to then develop your new offer. I've worked with a client. Well, you want them to come back to you. You want them to say, yes, what can I do now? If you're a coach, if, you know, after they've done your master class and what's next, if they loved you, they're going to be like, tell me about your four-week course or tell me about this, you know? Um, so constantly developing your offers is where you should be focusing your time, not building the back into your website. Have someone else do that. This has been such a fun conversation. And I know we've gone a lot of different directions around community and network and what women need to thrive and how to be a successful entrepreneur. If our listeners want to learn more about you, Carrie, or learn more about your podcast or the Bra Network, where can they find you? Absolutely. Well, my website is bra-network.com. That's where all the things are. Um, You can learn about membership. You can even look into our directory if you're looking to hire a female entrepreneur. Every member gets their own landing page and it's public. So if you're like, well, I want to make sure I hire a woman to do my taxes, go to the broad directory. We've got women in there you can hire. Instagram is at broad underscore network. And I'm always on LinkedIn, Carrie James Murray. And feel free to reach out. And if you heard me on this podcast, make sure you say that and I'll definitely connect with you. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. This was so fun. <laughs> it is. It's fun, right? Be, being yeah. a podcaster, being on the other side. It's like, oh, it's fun. Like, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, with that goal, achievers, keep celebrating your weekly wins, noting your lessons learned, and identify your priorities for next week so you can consistently pursue progress in the direction of your goals. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you are feeling inspired and want to join the Goal Achievers community, visit my website, kristenberg.com to sign up and get connected. We can also hang out socially on Instagram. Follow me at Meet Kristenberg. Links are in the show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and share this show. Until next time, Goal Achievers, keep progressing towards your goals and celebrate those weekly wins. 